What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 104 of the Tatiana Hannes podcast. So today I'm really excited for today's podcast because I'm going to be telling you guys about, um, well, it's going to be like an update of the NCAA women's college basketball season. Um, I'm going to go over at the beginning right now over some of the, or the only uh, undefeated teams left. And then I'm going to be going over some of the amazing games that have been going on this last week and some amazing games coming up this week. So I'm really excited to get to it today. I know, um, let's see, when was the last time I, okay, so I had my last podcast last Sunday. Um, since then, I've had two high school basketball games and we won both of ours. Uh, I had one on Tuesday, which I didn't play too well in, but we did get the win by seven. It was a close game. Um, and then last night I had another game, um, about an hour and a half away from where I live and we were like 75, no, not 7,500, but I think we were like 4,000 or 5,000 feet up in elevation. So it was a little bit difficult to play in. Um, but we ended up winning that game by four and I played a lot better in that game. I ended up with like 24 points, I believe in that game. So I played really well, and we got the win against a really tough team, and that'll be really good for us going um, into Christmas break. Obviously, because we're eight and zero over, uh, we're eight and zero total. And then if we include our tournament, which doesn't really count towards our record, but it kind of does. It's a little bit confusing, but I'm not going to explain it all. So we're a total of ten and three, but in reality, we're eight and zero. If that makes sense. Um, and then our next game is on the 28th, so we have a little bit a little bit of a break, but we're definitely going to be practicing in between and getting better, getting together as a team, and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So that's the update on my high school season so far, going really well. Um, and yeah, I just finished my semester for one of my tri trimesters for school, so that's good. And obviously, Christmas is coming up. I'm really just hanging with family um staying local not doing too much really just training getting better and getting ready for the end of our season because it's crazy after our next tournament coming up on the 28th uh, we're gonna be like halfway through our season already so it's crazy how fast it's blown by oh and I also just had pictures uh team pictures and individual pictures so that was pretty cool. Those will be coming out soon. So when they do come out, stay tuned for them on my Instagram. I'm definitely going to be posting some of them for sure. All right. So now we're going to go on to the podcast. The first thing I'm going to start off with is the 11 teams that remain undefeated. And it's crazy. There's so many teams out there and only 11 of them remain undefeated. So obviously the number one ranked team, South Carolina, they are a perfect 10-0 and 0. Um, I personally think nobody's going to beat them this year unless they have, like, the worst game of their lives, everybody combined, which I highly doubt that'll ever happen. Um, but I definitely see South Carolina staying on top and winning the back-to-back championships no matter what. We then have number three, Ohio State. They're 11-0. They're doing really well this year. I don't think anybody expected them to do this well. Obviously, they're number three, so they're playing outstanding. If they um, ever play Stanford and can win a, get a win over them, they definitely have a chance. Uh, so that'd be good. We have number four, Indiana. They're 10-0. and They're similar to Ohio State, and I'd actually like to see these two teams play because I feel like they're uh, very comparable. And so two really good teams right there. 
We then have number six, Virginia Tech, 10 and 0. They've come close to a loss, I'm pretty sure. And I know they have some uh, difficult games coming up, so we'll see if they stay undefeated coming up. We then have number 11, LSU. They are 10 and 0. Angel Reese has been uh, incredible for them. And even though everybody's talking about Angel Reese, like how I just did, they also have the freshman, Flavie Johnson, who's been playing impeccable for them. She's been really, really good. So she's another reason, as a freshman, that they're winning so many games. We next then have number 21, Arkansas, 13-0. and And they just played a really close game today against number 16, Creighton, and got the win, which I'll be going over that game in a little bit. Um, but they got the win against that team. And then we have number 22, Kansas. They're a perfect 10-0. and And I know um, Kansas didn't start off as ranked, and then I'm pretty sure last week I said that they should be ranked. They are ranked now, and they are ranked number 22. So good for them. Then we have a three. Un- oh, I'm so sorry. I skipped number 13, Utah. Uh, number 13, Utah, they're 10-0 as well. I know they started off right on the verge of the season. Uh, they were going to be the next team. They were basically ranked number 26. And obviously, they're now ranked number 13. They keep creeping higher and higher. They're playing really well. Then we have three unranked teams that are undefeated. We have Virginia, who's 11-0, which I think going into this next week, Virginia should definitely be ranked. We then have St. John's, who's 10-0, and then we have Rice, who is 9-0. So, obviously, all these teams have played a lot of games, right? When I say undefeated, it's not like 4-0, 5-0, stuff like that. Their uh, majority of them have played 10 games overall, and then obviously Arkansas has played 13. So, been very impressive. I'm interested to see if these unranked teams like Rice and St. John's, when they play some tougher competition, can actually get a win um, and stay undefeated. And so we'll see about that. All right, so next we're going to go on to some of the amazing games. And I'll go over... Okay, so I actually have to double-check and see because I wrote these down a little bit ago. And I actually I actually uh, don't didn't write down some of the stats because I'm pretty sure some of these teams have already played. But I'll go over the, two, the three games that I did cover earlier that had already played. So we have number 13, Utah, beat uh, UC Riverside 92-45. to For Utah, Jay Johnson had 18 points, and uh, Alyssa Peely had 15 points and 5 assists. For UC Riverside, oh, and by the way, thir- uh, number 13, Utah, they shot the field goal percentage really well. They had a really good field goal percentage at 52%, and they shot the three ball okay, 31%. And then... Um, then we had for UC Riverside, M. Finau had 15 points, and M. Bryant had 8 points and 8 rebounds. Riverside did not shoot the ball well at all. 28% field goal percentage and 33% 3-point percentage. We then had number 19, Michigan, with 77 points to 49 against Appalachian State. Michigan shot the ball pretty well, 52%. Oh, my goodness, I never realized this, but Utah and Michigan had the same exact field goal percentage. 52% from field goal and 31% from three. Their leading scorers were E. Kaiser with 18 points and uh, L. Brown with 16.6 rebounds and eight assists. She came close to a double-double. And then for Appalachian State, they did not shoot the ball well. Uh, 32% for field goal, 21% from three. And A. Gilbert had 15 points and A. Black had eight points. 
Then we went to a super close game between number 21 Arkansas and number 16 Creighton, in which Arkansas got the win 83-75. to Arkansas played really, really well. They shot the ball great as well, 46% from both the field goal percentage and three-point line. So obviously they were shooting really good. For Arkansas, you had S. Spencer, who's been incredible for them so far this year. She's a great shooter. And she had 26 points, and she actually had five three-pointers involved with that. So that was good. And then S. Poffenberger, or Barker, had 16 points and 11 rebounds. And Creighton actually had, uh, they did not shoot the three-ball well, only 22% and then 34% from field goal. Um, but they did have two outstanding performers between M. Molly, who had 24 points and 9 rebounds, and E. Ronsiak, who had 13 points and 7 rebounds. So they performed well, but they definitely needed a couple of others to step up. Okay, let me see. I'm pretty sure some of these teams might have already played, and I did not write it down. Let's see. Give me one second, guys. I'm scrolling through. Um, I already... Okay, yeah, so... We have number 10, UCLA, play against Bakersfield. And I'm saying these on the fly, by the way, so this is the first time I'm seeing it. But for Bakersfield, their top performers were G. Hunter and M. Edwards with both 13 points. They shot field goal percentage was 36%, and that three-point line was 33%. Um, and which, by the way, UCLA won this game 75-47. to 47. I think I said that, but just wanted to say it again in case I didn't. And then for UCLA, they played a lot of their bench this game once they got ahead. But their leading scores were London Jones off the bench with 12 points and E. Bezor with 20, 12 points and 8 rebounds. So overall, everybody scored a lot of points. Whoever got in the game scored. Um, so yeah. Okay, then we go to number 23, Gonzaga against BYU. Get in there real fast. One second. So for BYU, they only sh- they shot 47% from field goals, so they shot well, and then 25% from three, and they actually kept it close. If they would have shot the three ball better, they definitely could have had a chance, but Gonzaga ended up winning this game by nine, 67-58. For BYU, their leading score was L. Gustin with 20 points and 13 rebounds, and then R. Bubakar, I think is how you say it, had 15 points. Um, and then for Gonzaga, uh, they shot 41% from field goal and then 33% from three. And their lead score was K. Truong. Okay, I swear I wrote this down. It must have been one of their previous games. But K. Truong had 24 points and then B. Maxwell had 13 points overall. Okay, did uh, LSU? Okay, LSU, so... This team, this game has not happened yet, but we have number 11 LSU playing against Montana State tonight. We'll see if, <coughs> excuse me, what the heck? We'll see if LSU can hold their perfect record. Okay, so now, dang, I'm already 11 minutes in. I feel like when I do podcasts with you guys, it goes by so fast. I have so much more to cover still, too. Okay, so I'm going to go over some of the games starting since last Sunday. And I'm basically going to be going over ranked teams. I'm going to go through it pretty fast, though, because I still have to have dinner tonight. And I still have to publish this out on YouTube as well. So, okay, we go back to Sunday, December 11th. We had number one, South Carolina, play against Liberty. South Carolina won this game 88-39. to 
South Carolina's top performers were Zia Cook with 20 points and S. Fegan with 14 points and 7 rebounds. For Liberty, um, they had 17 points and 10 rebounds. That came from M. Berkman and J. Bailey had 10 points. South Carolina shot amazing, 50% from field goal line and 46% from three. And Liberty, on the other hand, shot 27% from field goal line and 0% from the three-point line. And yes, when you hear the 0%, they did shoot the three ball a couple times. I believe it was 12 times, so they went 0 for 12. Next game, we had a really close one, actually. It was number three, Ohio State, uh, playing against Michigan State, in which Michigan State has held some has held their own, definitely had some close games with a couple of other teams. But Ohio State won 74 to 68 in that game. And uh, their leading scorers for Ohio State were T. Theory. She had 21 points and 9 rebounds. And then T. Micasel had 16 points and 7 rebounds. I think one thing about Ohio State overall is they're a really good rebounding team, like, overall. Um, And I think that's definitely beneficial for them. For Michigan State, uh, M. Joyner had 16 points. And G. Ellis had 11 points and 9 rebounds. We then had a game that I was super excited to preview last week that happens number six, UConn against number 20, Maryland. And I know I said Maryland was going to win this game just because of Azzy Fudd's situation and Nina Mule, um, Nika Mule, I'm sorry. And so Maryland did end up winning this game 85 to 78. UConn did keep it close. UConn's leading scorers were Aaliyah Edwards. She had 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists, so she definitely stepped up big time. And so did Aubrey Griffin. She had 12 points and 15 rebounds. So their bigs contributed heavy, heavily. I think it's just UConn getting in the pace of playing without their star players. For Maryland, Abby Myers had 20 points and 6 rebounds, and uh, S. Sellers had 19 points and 6 assists. So overall played well, and you also had Diamond Miller in there. She contributed a lot as well. We then had number 7, Virginia Tech, uh, beat UNC Asheville 86-48. to T- Their leading scorers for Virginia Tech were T. Soul, who had 21 points and 5 rebounds, which she's been playing well for them so far this year. And then E. Kitley had 18 points and 10 rebounds. Next game, I'm just going to uh, say the ranked team's stats, unless somebody had an amazing game or it was just a close game overall, so I'm going to say both, if that makes sense. So we had number eight, North Carolina, uh, played against Wofford. North Carolina won 99-67, to so almost got to that 100 point. Uh, for North Carolina, K. Todd Williams had 20 points and 9 rebounds, and E. Hodgson had 20 points and 6 assists. Okay, and then we had number 10, Iowa State, uh, played against Jacksonville, which they won 84-50. Ashley Jones had 22 points and 10 rebounds. And S. Soares, who has been up there a lot, and she is never talked about for Iowa State, but she's been contributing heavily as well. Um, she had 20 points and 8 rebounds. Then we go to number 23, Oklahoma Against Robert Morris, they won that game 94-65. to L. Scott had 16 points and 9 rebounds, and M. Williams had 15 points and 5 rebounds overall. We then go to a pretty close game, actually. Number 8, NC State against USF, in which USF has been playing some good basketball overall. Um, NC State did win this game 65-57. to 
Uh, Diamond Johnson had 14 points, and Jay Brown Turner had 13 points. And for USF, Eat uh, Samiki, I think is how you'd say her name, has 17, had 17 points and 8 rebounds. And Dee Foncom, oh my goodness, she had 10 points and 17 rebounds. She was a monster on the glass. Okay, and then we went go to number 21, Arkansas, uh, played against Arkansas State, in which, surprisingly, this ended up being a closer game than I thought it would be, but Arkansas uh, beat uh, Arkansas State 77-63. to Their leading scorers were S. Spencer with 19 points and Jay Wolfenbarger with 15 points and 6 rebounds. Then we go on to number 22, Gonzaga, played against UC Davis, in which uh, Gonzaga won this game 73-55, to so we haven't had any upsets yet. Um, but K. Truong, this is why I said I feel like I just said this, but K. Truong had 15 points and 7 assists, and B. Maxwell had 19 points and 9 rebounds. UC Davis did play a pretty close game overall, so uh, they shot the ball well, 42% from the field goal line. Although they did not shoot the ball well from the three-point line, they had uh, shot 29% overall. Okay, and then we had number 17, Oregon, played against Oregon State. And this ended up being a close game. Um, Oregon won this game 75-67, to so definitely close. Um, but for Oregon, oh my goodness. And Daya Rogers went off for 34 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists, and she had 6 three-pointers. So. She went crazy. And then their other leading scorer, which is hard to get some more points out of that, but Dina Pow Pow, she uh, contributed with 12 points and 5 rebounds. But Indiana Rogers, she went crazy that game. I did not watch this game, so I'll have to watch the highlights, but I bet you she's did probably in every single one of them. And Oregon State, they played well also. I think just Oregon played better with uh, Indiana Rogers, 34 points. But Oregon State, uh, their leading scores were Jay Mitra. Mitrovich with 13 points and 11 rebounds. And then T. Von Oilhofen Hofen had 12.76 and 6 rebounds. So almost uh, close to a triple-double. And then there was one really close game, and I actually said I knew this would be a good game as well, but I didn't think it'd go into overtime. But Florida versus Miami, the, uh, Florida ended up getting the win 76-73 to 73 in overtime. So it ended up being a really close game. For Florida, N. Rickards had 23 points and 7 rebounds, and K.K. Deans had 21 points. For Miami, Haley Cavender had 25 points and 6 assists, and D. Harden had 18 points and 7 rebounds. These teams are definitely neck and neck, and I knew it would be a close game. Then we go on to a couple games on Wednesday, December 14th. We had number 13, Utah, played against Colorado. Utah got the win, 85-58. to For Utah, Alyssa Peely, who's been their star player so far this year, she played for USC, I'm pretty sure, last year. I, I know she played for USC, but I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but obviously she transferred, and she's definitely helping Utah out a lot. But Alyssa Peely had 25 points, and then Jean Neepkins had 17 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. For Colorado, A. Vonley had 10 points and 5 rebounds. Q. Miller had 8 points and 9 rebounds. Number 11, LSU, played against Lamar. LSU won 88-42. Angel Reese went crazy, as per usual. She had 32 points and 15 rebounds. Incredible how consistent she has been this year. I mean, she's definitely going to be in the player of the year contentions 
with how consistent she's been. And you then also had Flaugy Johnson with 21 points and 8 rebounds as a freshman. Impressive. Lamar, um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't need to go over. <laughs> They're leading scorers. Okay, so then we go to number 20, Arizona, played against Texas Southern. Arizona did get the win, 89-55. to Kate Reese uh, was their leading scorer with 20 points and 10 rebounds. And then E. Martinez had 16 points and 12 rebounds. So two players with double-doubles. Okay, we then move on to Thursday, December 15th, with multiple games. We had number 18, Baylor, played an incredible game against Tennessee State. And they led Tennessee State to 27 points while Baylor got to 93. So the final score is 93 to 27. For Baylor, D. Littlepage Bugs had 30 points and 11 rebounds. And Jay Asbury had 16 points. And then after that, everybody was scoring a lot. Okay, next game we had number one, South Carolina played against South Dakota State. And they did not play well at all. But they still ended up winning 62-44. to They shot the ball terrible this game, 64% from field goal and 13% from three. Their leading scorers were Zia Cook with 18 points and then Aaliyah Boston with 12 points and 9 rebounds. I bet you Don Staley was not happy about that game, that's for sure. Okay, and then we had number 8, NC State played against Davidson. NC State got the win, 81-47. to uh, for NC State, AJ's had 19 points, and she had five three-pointers, and C. Hobby had 14 points overall. We then go to number 16, Oregon, who played against Eastern Washington, which they won that game by 50 exact, 88-38. to Leading scorers were Grace Vanslewen, who had 26 points and 10 rebounds, and P. Kai, oh my gosh, had 11 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists, pretty close to... a. Uh, Wait, she was five assists away from a triple-double, but she had a lot of rebounds for sure. Go on to an incredible game. I knew this would be a good one. Number 10, UCLA against unranked USC. Um, incredible game overall. I was able to watch it, and oh my goodness, the pace in this game um, was very back and forth. UCLA did pull off the win, though, 59-56. to USC played very well. Um, I think if, I mean, UCLA did not shoot the three-ball well, only 13%. Um, but I think if USC could have could uh, could have executed on some more of their field goals because they only shot thirty four percent, they definitely could have kept it closer and could have potentially even won the game. For UCLA, the league scores were E. Bazor, who had sixteen points and seven rebounds, and then Charisma Osborne, who had fourteen points and thirteen rebounds. Then for USC, two players have played incredible. K. Sissoko, who had twenty points and eight rebounds. And Rayan Marshall, who had 15 points and 10 rebounds. All right, we move on to some games from Friday, December 16th, a.k.a. yesterday, um, in which I'm pretty sure, oh, no, there's only two games. Yeah, okay. So, number three, Ohio State played against Albany, and Ohio State won 82-57. Ohio State, uh, C. McMahon had 24 points and 7 rebounds, and T. Mikesell had 13 points. We then move on to number seven, North Carolina, who played against South Carolina Upstate, which North Carolina won this game 89 to 47. Uh, Deja Kelly had 20 points, and Emily Hodgson had 16 points. All right, let me turn the page here. I had a like three, I had four, wait, let me just double check to make sure. 
four pages full of notes for you guys today. Okay, and we had number 22, Kansas, play against Tulsa, which Kansas got the win, 81-62. to Z. Franklin was their leading scorer with 26 points, and then you had T. Jackson, who had 17 points and 11 rebounds. Okay, I already went over uh, the games. Uh, so that was all the games this week. No upsets at all, but definitely some close games. Oh, technically, you could say an upset for Maryland upsetting UConn. Um, but I think with the injuries, we all expected Maryland to win that game. But overall, not many upsets at all. Definitely some good games, though. There's going to be some incredible games this week. I'm going to go over them right now. For tomorrow, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of games. We have number nine, UConn versus Florida State, which that'll be a good game. We also have number one, South Carolina, that plays against Charleston Southern. Number four, Indiana, plays against Moorhead State. Number two, Stanford, plays against Tennessee. Number 12, Iowa, plays against Northern Iowa. Number 16, Oregon, plays against Charleston. An incredible, incredible game coming up between number 14, Iowa State, and number 25, Villanova. US unranked USC versus unranked Texas will be a good game as well. Uh this will be this could be considered the game of the week, but we got number five Notre Dame versus number six Virginia Tech. That'll be amazing. Then we have number eight NC State versus unranked Clemson. Another good game between number eighteen Baylor and number twenty Arizona. And then lastly, number eleven LSU against Oregon State. <coughs> Excuse me. The heck. Then uh one gate good game tomorrow. We have uh what the heck? Okay, so um Monday, December nineteenth, which is yeah, Monday, we have number twenty three Gonzaga plays against San Diego, I guess. I thought it was San Diego State. I'm gonna have to double check my work on that, but I have San Diego written down. On Tuesday, December 20th, we have a couple good games between number 16, Oregon, versus number 21, Arkansas. Uh, Number 3, Ohio State against USF, who's been playing well. Number 7, North Carolina against number 19, Michigan. Number 13, Utah versus Weber State. Number 2, Stanford versus number 16, Creighton. And number 10, UCLA against uh, Fresno State. So, you guys hear me, like, say the rankings beforehand, and... You probably think that I might have made a mistake, but no, I did not. The, the Oregon is ranked 16th, and Creighton is ranked 16th. This, these two teams were so close together, they actually made like a tie. So uh, between these two teams, uh, obviously, they uh, I would like to see them play each other, but both of them are ranked number 16 this week, so I did not make an error in that for those of you trying to catch me. <laughs> Okay, we have a lot of games on Wednesday, December 21st, just because a lot of teams are playing before the Christmas break. So I'm going to go through this pretty fast. But we have number 15, Maryland versus Purdue FW. Number 25, Villanova against LaSalle. Number 1, South Carolina versus Coast Carolina. Number 5, Notre Dame versus Western Michigan. Number 9, UConn versus Seton Hall. Number 4, Indiana versus Butler. Number 12, Iowa versus Dartmouth. Number 18, Baylor versus Long Beach State. Number 20, Arizona versus UT Arlington. Number 6, Virginia Tech versus High Point. Number 22, Kansas versus Nebraska. Colorado versus Marquette. That'll be a good game. 
San Diego State versus Georgia, Duke versus Virginia, which Virginia is still undefeated. I'm really excited to see that one. Number 23, Gonzaga versus Montana. And number 24, Oklahoma versus Florida. Then we only have a couple games after that on Thursday, December 22nd. Number 14, Iowa State plays against Drake. Number 13, Utah plays against Southern Utah. And on Friday, December 23rd, number 2, Stanford plays against Cal, Cal Berkeley. And then after that, everybody's off until the 27th, I believe. So, overall, lots of uh, games this week, and there should definitely be some good ones. Um, I'm really excited to see some of them. Overall, I think that the ne- the number one game of the week will definitely be number five, Notre Dame versus number six, Virginia Tech. That'll definitely be a good game, so make sure you stay tuned for that one. And that's all I have for you guys today. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And make sure you share this podcast with your friends. Remember, I'm also, this uh, podcast, if you're not listening to it on YouTube right now, this podcast is also on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe. Uh, It's the Tatiana Hardest Podcast YouTube channel. And that's all I have. So thank you guys again all for tuning in. And that wraps up episode 104 of the Tatiana Hardest Podcast.